This NFL draft pregame edition of the Sports Gambling Podcast is presented by WinBet. Bet ten dollars at WinBet and get two hundred dollars in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by Coors Light. Get Mountain Cold refreshment delivered straight to your door via Drizzly or Instacart by going to CoorsLight.com/sgp. That's CoorsLight.com/sgp. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app today. And we're giving away $500 in our NFL draft props contest. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash draft or click the contest tab in the SGPN app. This is Nate Collins. You're listening to SGPN. Let it ride. The sports gambling podcast. I'm Sean stacking the money green with my partner and picks, Ryan. Real money, Kramer. What's happening, Kramer? Dog. Oh, it's a night to celebrate prospects, <laughs> to celebrate the NFL. Sean, Vegas is looking sharp. Yes. We walked down to the draft earlier today. Yeah. Uh, they closed down Las Vegas Boulevard, which anytime they do that, hello. You know, if they're shutting down the strip, you know it's serious. Nothing got- like seeing a stroller in the middle of Las Vegas Bull- Boulevard. <laughs> Draft? What's it called today? Draft? Uh, or what? What's the name of the boulevard today? Re- they draft. Oh, they drive. did rename it Draft Way. So it, always fun to see uh, strollers rolling down Draft Way. <laughs> Beautiful Las Vegas. Oh man, and it is. Uh, first off, I I got to keep a running tally of how many times I've said Happy Draft Day or <laughs> Enjoy the Draft to other guys. I've been doing a bunch of radio hits or just even walking around on social media. I've just been saying like, Hey, happy draft day, happy draft day. It is draft day. We're doing a live pregame show. Going to recap all our props, answer your questions live in the YouTube channel. And we have hopefully multiple super bowl champions coming on doing a little surprise guest here. Counting it down to the NFL draft kickoff. Also participated in the NFL draft. More importantly, because yes. that's what we're celebrating today, Sean. Yes, it is. Uh, this it is, is not about a celebration. This is not about what I you have do. My, I have my manual cheat sheet of all the draft props I've gotten down on. What, what's this? <laughs> what's this? What am I unfolding here? Ryan, Ryan did oh. get jealous. Of oh my, uh, wow! Look at that. You can't even read it. It's so small. No less <laughs> than. No less than twenty-five bets on this beautiful piece of paper. I'm locked and loaded with EV. Sean, you're locked and loaded with EV. Well, you know what the ultimate EV play, of course, is to download the Win Betting app or just go to WinBet.com. Bet big, win bigger. Get that ten-dollar bet, and you get two hundred dollars in risk-free bets. 
Of course, the build your own uh, parlays are pretty awesome. AKA build your own bet. Perfect for the NBA playoffs. I'm not, you're not even seeing NBA Sean here. Worlds are colliding. The uh, Sixers tipping off in 47 oh, no. minutes here. Game six. Then I got to worry about the draft. It is just, it is just so much going on. So we have a hard out in 47 minutes. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Load up uh, over at the uh, win bet app. They have a bunch of uh, NFL draft props. Still time to get down on those. Offer subject to change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where play through room that is available. If you're somebody who knows a game of prop, call 1 800 522 4700. Kramer, I got my, mm. I already got my Coors Light cracked. Mm. <sighs> you know, if this was high school, they'd call you a brown nose. I think that's <laughs> well, what they Ryan, say. Well, Ryan, you know, I celebrate uh, Coors Light. <laughs> I enjoy it responsibly. It really was a dream come true, honestly, <laughs> that, that Coors Light sponsored the show. It's like, wait, I am going to no. get paid to talk about how much I love Coors Light? Not a problem. It's cold package, cold lager, literally made to chill. If you guys are uh, ordering some beers and you don't need to run out to the liquor store, just head over to CoorsLight.com slash SGP. Get it delivered via Drizzly or Instacart. CoorsLight.com slash SGP. And as always, remember to celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Pulling back the curtain. That story has been told multiple times this week. We've been here for what, 24 hours? <laughs> Sean has explained to be, uh, many people how the Coors partnership is a dream situation. Yes. A lot of people are like, hey, you guys have been doing great work with the Coors thing. I'm like, it's an honor and a privilege to be able to, to promote Eagles Super Bowl championship <laughs> Coors partnership. It's, it's, it's neck and neck. It's neck and neck. Uh, and uh, make sure you, if, if you're, if you're listening this late, still time to get to the uh, mock draft episode we did last night. That was pretty awesome. YouTube chat is live, ready to go again. Count you down to the draft kickoff show. Uh, make sure you check out Chris Long. He's going to be doing a live stream with a draft companion mm. uh, here in the Blue Wire Studios. How mysterious! So make sure you uh, check that out over on uh, Green Light. And if you guys have any uh, draft prop questions, feel free to fire those off. Ryan, we also, uh, like I said, sportsgamblingpodcast.com/draft. Still time to enter. You have about an hour and forty-five minutes if you're watching live to get in, get your free picks. $500 to the uh, first place vote. Why don't we just start from, uh, you know, rattling off the win bet card, Ryan, and kind of weighing in on how things have changed from when we first gave things out, where they're looking now. Of course, the number one uh, pick overall, Trevon Walker, is now minus 500. Hutchinson plus 250. Almost like someone knows something, Sean. I, you know, Aquano at plus 800 to me is still the the value play because it's eight to one for an offensive lineman for Doug P to go. Hey, I want to get an offensive lineman. Maybe he has more say than Trent Balky. I mean, that is not a shot. That is not an eight to one scenario in my mind. Uh, you're saying maybe the Jags don't have a stable situation. I, look, I, I think why wouldn't you take the lineman? The logical say, say is, hey, let you have Trevor Lawrence. Maybe he's not complete trash, and, and he's going to be a guy who can progress if you block a little bit. So I like the angle. I don't know if you saw. Uh, I don't know if you saw Aquanu's ice that he's rocking. Yeah, uh, walking down the red carpet. But ooh, Sean, it was ice cold <laughs> out cold there. Cold out here in Vegas. Uh, yeah, and uh, so. Good to go there. N number two pick overall. What are you doing here? I, I don't like taking Hutchinson at minus two fifty. If I was betting now, I think we gave out Thibodeau at plus three hundred to be the number two pick overall. That's all the way down to minus one forty now over on Win Bet. And of course, we like our long shot Malik Willis twenty five to one right now. 
for the number two pick overall. I I think, I mean, it's it's nice to have Thibodeau in the pocket at yep. two to one. I mean, but the Malik Willis angle, like let's let's just be frank. If Malik Willis goes second, oh, we're we're we're, we're, we're doing the town red. We're doing something that involves wasting money. <laughs> All right, joining us here in studio, two-time Super Bowl champion, one with the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, really appreciate coming on, Mr. Chris yeah. Long, host of the Greenlight Podcast. What's happening, Chris? Dude, it's good to be on, and uh, appreciate you guys taking care of Dr. Fax. Oh know? yeah, yeah. We My always dude. always a big fan of oh, Dr. Fax. He's a lifetime member of the DGens only. <laughs> yeah, plan you guys. Now. Hey, Dr. Fax has never met a stranger. <laughs> so like you guys are, uh, he makes fast friends. Oh, very. And, Especially and, ones that like to get down on parlays. Like, yeah. Oh, when God. I, when I saw his betting strategy <laughs> of just like 12 and 13 leg parlays, I'm like, this guy is right at home. Man. I love this guy. It's very entertaining and it's low risk for him because he bets about a dollar. <laughs> yes. He will. He's, he's, he's a, a thrifter. I get it. Yeah. yeah he's a, a thrifter. He's a guy who keeps an eye on a dollar. I think last time he was talking about what was the product that he, he Some said, shoe maybe I, yeah, I don't know. There was, there was like a really good deal at a thrift store here in Vegas. He comes to Vegas for the thrift stores. Now he's going to be flipping left and right. Stays for the parlays. <laughs> Over on eBay. Come for the thrifting, stay for the parlays. <laughs> That's good. So, uh, Chris, of course, it's, uh, you know, you guys are going to be doing a live draft show here in what? Yeah. Uh, an hour and a half. Should be pretty exciting. I was talking to you. We had a little Coors Light happy hours. I was trying to bend your ear about some pass rushers. The rushers, dude. I, I think, uh, again, for the Eagles, you know, they love a good defensive lineman, they love a good pass rusher. If the rumors are true that they trade up maybe to Carolina, unload Andre Dillard, get that six pick. If Kevon Thibodeau is there, what are your thoughts on him going six overall to the Eagles? Sure. I, yeah. Yeah. I really do. Hey, listen, I know we've heard some things about his personality or what have you. I, I don't believe that any of us know that know this kid. Yeah. You know, um, unless you're in those rooms, like we don't know the kid. And, you know, sometimes you hear so much and it's hard to discern what's information and what's misinformation. Um, I think if you put him in a veteran group, like the Eagles defensive line room, yeah, guys like Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox, have a chance to learn how to be a pro, which all these kids need to do, including Aiden Hutchinson and all these guys and Trayvon Walker and these guys that we think of as more like polished or, you know, hard workers or whatever. Everybody's got to learn to be a pro. So... I think that would be a great place for Kayvon. I'm sure he wants to go one or two because that's like the competitor in you. But as a guy who went in the top five, like, man, it's not the worst thing to go play for a better team, especially yeah, if they're reaching up to get spot. you. It, and yeah, because you want to go somewhere uh, where they want you, obviously, and they have a plan in mind. Yeah. You went, you went over uh, number two overall, 2008. Yeah, the longs. Yes, yeah. exactly. Back to back longs. Yeah. Now, do you do you remember what your first move was after they bring you up? You hug the commissioner, you get the hat on, or did yeah. you hug? I don't know. Were you a hugger? I hugged him. I'm a hugger. I hug like yeah. everybody. So, um, that was one of the worst things about the pandemic. I was like, I will be hugging people <laughs> at some point. Um, so. Hug Goodell, put on my my you know my hat you know with that ugly haircut, no facial hair, um, you know the whole thing. Not much has changed, um, but yeah, like <laughs> the suit was baggy, the whole thing. Now one funny story was we were getting ready to uh, to 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 you know sitting in that room where you stare at that phone, like the phone. Everybody just stares at the phone, and all of a sudden it goes off. Everybody's freaking out um, and looking around, and it's my mom's cell phone. 
So she forgot to silence her cell phone. So that was really. <laughs> she really broke the ice. It's like, yeah. mom, not now. Yeah, exactly. Did well, she have, like, it was 2008. Did she have like a crazy ringtone? Yeah, they going? were loud. The ringers were like, they sounded like landlines back yeah. then. But like, um, so for a second there, we were like, oh, that's it. Um, you know, they, they get you off stage. You get ready to go. Uh, you know, I don't even remember. It was such a whirlwind. You take pictures and whatnot. But I remember walking to the elevator and a couple of veterans were standing there that, that played for the Rams. Uh, and I just met them for the first time. They were in, in there for the draft for some reason. They just look really tough and grumpy. And like, we've been oh, losing this a kid, lot. This kid thinks yeah. he's, and that's, oh, yeah. and Howie Longson, yeah. you think you're a big shot. <laughs> top two, we're going to kick your ass. You know, top two, top five pick, whatever it is. I mean, like, nobody's like that, but it's, it's back then the NFL was different, dude. Like, I hate to say back then, but the CBA changed everything. So there were a ton of vets on that team. By the time I was 31, um, or whatever it was in in, uh, in 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 St. Louis when I got released after getting hurt, I had the closest parking space to the building. You know, in the old NFL, 31 was middle class age. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so they got those guys out of there, and I walked into a locker room full of guys like Leroy Glover who were just not in the mood for rookies. <laughs> uh, and that was a quick wake-up call to me, was meeting these guys and them being like, you better get ready to get to work. As soon as I saw their faces, I was like, I already know this team's, you know, it's going to be tough, but these guys are grizzled. Well, and what about what about the party? Is there like a move? Are you your buddies from UVA, high school guys? Like, who are you going out with uh, after you get drafted, number so, two overall? Yeah, so we got like fifteen dudes that we had up, um, you know, combination of high school buddies, teammates, whatnot. We had a draft party the night before. Actually, Doctor Fax was there. It was a lot of fun. Uh, my was dad, he was he Doctor Fax back then? Or we no? didn't call. It, he got the name Doctor Fax post career. Okay. <laughs> when he started coming on our podcast and spitting facts, <laughs> yeah, you know, just like nonstop, you know, like bangers of takes. <laughs> yes. Um. So Fax was there. Uh, we had a really nice dinner. We started out. We started to get banged up the night before, and my dad was like, "Go home," you know, because like you get in a fight or like somebody. Steps you, on yeah, your you shoe. don't like, need anything. You just roll your ankle, nothing. Like you wake up tomorrow, you're gonna have enough money to last the rest of your life. Like you're lucky, you know, like <laughs> don't mess this up. You know, anything could happen out there in New York city. Yeah. So I went in, I was like, I'm going to get some sleep. I woke up though, five 30 in the morning to a bang at the door and it's a security. And they're like, we found this guy taking a nap in the lobby. Do you know him? And sure enough, it was one of the guys in my, in my party. <laughs> and so all the guy had to say was, I know Chris long. I was like, dude, that secured guard. <laughs> is not doing his job. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I could have said that. Yeah, um, no, you could say, hey, I'm friends with uh, yeah. uh, Roger so Goodell. So I'm already working at a deficit the night before, and then Saturday, though, you're just, you're, you're going nuts, and it ain't till like, 2 in the morning that you hear what time you have to, you have to leave in the morning, and that's, like, 5.30. Oh, so wow. I, I can remember scrambling to get in the car, like, trying to, tie my tie and like butt my so you go like, you go right from partying all night to the press conference well i took a three day? hour nap maybe okay like you know yeah. um which is actually we took kind of easy getting home at 2 30 or whatever it yeah was, but, yeah um here's the funniest thing i didn't realize this till a month ago when we were talking this very thing out st louis flew me commercial bro <laughs> i got on like a damn <laughs> they put you on the southwest did, no. they, did they spring for the extra leg room no i don't think so i think i had to get an exit row dude like it was like one of those no i think i had first class but i mean experience of a lifetime dude yeah like, my buddies were laughing they were like every time now you see a draft pick 
introduced. He's getting off a private plane. They just send this big ass plane. It's just a dude sitting there alone, yeah. playing Wordle or whatever. Yeah, the hell what are you gonna do? do? You're just by yourself. Though. Yeah, and I was getting. I had to go through like uh, TSA and shit. Like you said, different time. Hey, the different franchise. <laughs> yes. Compl they're not even there in St. Louis well, well, anymore. And back to Thibodeau, you see him jet setting all around right now. He's private jet, private jet. I, I'm convinced people don't like him just because he has a podcast. Yes. Yeah. Is, is he has a podcast. That's it. They, they, he has he's, a podcast. He's I know. In, I know it, how that feels. He's charismatic. <laughs> you guys know how that feels. We're, yeah. Hey, we, we're basically Kayvon Thibodeau yeah. here. I feel. That's okay. why I'm not getting drafted. That's podcast. why we're not getting drafted. I'm into today. crypto. People mm -hmm. are worried. Is Sean yeah. really committed to football? You're he, probably I think a guy that a, that does your own deals and stuff. Yes. We gotta they gotta, we gotta like lay low right now. Individuals. They don't like individuals though. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. Look at Calvin Ridley. You got to lay low now. We're, yeah. we're in the wrong yeah. industry for this. We're not oh, getting yeah. drafted. Calvin Ridley, <laughs> Ryan. I think this is the first time we've had someone in studio on the show that I can personally thank for winning me mm. a ton of money. Not only the 2017 Eagles, which I was riding the entire way, um, and I think you know that in the NFC Championship game, the Vikings drove down. They got that first touchdown. But you pressuring Case Keenum, and I've rewatched the play a million times. I don't know if you actually hit his arm or get in his face, but to create that pick six opportunity, that to me was like once that happened, I knew the Eagles were winning the Super Bowl. So I want to say thank you. Oh, personally. yeah, you're welcome. It Did was kind of, it was like um, I got his opposite arm, kind of. I got his opposite arm in his chest and then came through on his, his arm, and he just kind of like floated it. And then P Rob did all the work. Yeah. No, he took it to the house. And, yeah. and once that happened, that was just. It was electric. Sean, it was, Sean was happy. No, it depends confirm. on who you ask who, who made that play. If you ask a big guy, they say I made it. If you ask like a skill guy, they say P. Ryan. Yeah, it was, it was all over it. I don't know if you know this. This was like a viral news story that came out and it got picked up in the Eagles social media. But apparently the, the Zodiac killer, it turned out he was a huge Minnesota Vikings fan. So I read that was a hoax. Oh, that was a hoax. Okay. Well, I want to be fair to the real Zodiac killer. <laughs> yeah. With no one, no one is here disparaging the Zodiac killer. Yeah, There's, he wasn't a Vikings fan. <laughs> there was a story. Yeah, Sean's Viking story got fact checked by Chris. Oh, right. uh, we need Doctor Facts in here. There yeah. was a rumor that it, the Zodiac killer, the last game. No, I could be fucking wrong. Because usually game. I get fact checked. So, <laughs> yeah, because I think we talked about that, and I was like, yeah, well, it didn't surprise me, but. Uh, turned out not to be. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, you he's know. probably a Dolphins fan. Uh, we had a whole conversation about like fan bases that have the most serial killers, and I do think it's the Dolphins. Yeah. I mean, once you're messing around with Florida, it's Finkel all. Finkel is Ironhorn. Yeah. Ironhorn dude, like, is there's Finkel. literally a movie where the guy's just <laughs> off his rocker. So, uh, getting back to the uh, getting back to the draft, there another guy that the Eagles they're talking about maybe drafting or have been linked to a bunch is Jordan Davis. Now he was a a big run stuff in kind of D line for the Georgia Bulldogs. Uh, you know, the apparent red flag on him was that he was only like a two down guy. Like he didn't play, you know, a bunch of plays back to back. They would take him off in yeah. pass rushing situations. Is that something if you were drafted, is that something that would scare you off or it's like, Hey, we can get him conditioned. We can figure him out in the middle of the first. It's not going to scare me. I like, and honestly, there's ways to get him on the field on third down. Like, I don't think, I don't think anybody on Georgia looks like a nickel kind of rusher because, I mean, look at the guy they're talking about. They're projecting growth from him. Yeah. They're projecting a project, uh, production leap from him. Georgia, I mean, like Jermaine Johnson was at Georgia, yeah? Right? Yeah. And then he he, he didn't he went to Florida. He didn't produce the, the same way he did when he got down to Florida State. So um, I think that you get – I think you get, like, a little projection there, but also, like, if you're committed to him rushing on third down, that's a people mover, dude. Like – you don't have to be a little guy to rush on third down. 
I've seen a lot of guys who are just powerful pocket breakers. Well, and and, and as an edge guy, mm. I would imagine having a massive love to dude. rush with that guy. Yeah, right. Like, wouldn't you? Isn't that a dream scenario? Uh, a a four hundred almost pound guy in the middle. You know where he's going, dude. It's really hard. Forward. It's funny. Like, I'll give you a I'll give you an example. In Philly, I rush next to Fletcher Cox and BG. Uh, BG's a great team rusher. Like he he rushes as a teammate. Like you know, Fletcher's the same way. Um, you know, they're also guys that. For the most part, like they major in power. Uh, then I rush next to Michael Bennett, who get out there and like a he's like an inch inside me, you know. Like <laughs> and like, I'm I'm outside he's like, the I'm tackle. I'm gonna line up wherever I want. He's just bro, and me and Mike, who we're <laughs> we're really tight, but I'm like bro, give me some space, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then you don't know that you know a Michael Bennett or like a, a an end who moves into play tackle, you know he might jab into the A and pop back out, and so when you think there's some space to take an inside move and he's gonna play off you. He's not, and you run into each other in the B gap. So I think power rushers can really be actually pretty good on third down. And I watched that guy doing the agility work, like for a four hundred pound man, that's insane. It's yeah, there. his forty time was pretty insane. He's just a big man. He's you just spell guys. It's rotation now, dude. Yeah, yeah the forty time. Yeah, it looked good. I yeah. mean, again, you're not having a defensive lineman run forty, but at least it shows some athletic potential. Oh, you see a man running that fast? It's a physics equation at that point. You just I gawk. Yeah. Uh, right before we had you on, uh, Kramer and you were talking about Coach Pry over oh, at yeah. Virginia Tech. Ryan, of uh, course, he always. Was. I'm, I'm gonna get aroused over here. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's literally. He had. Yeah, I don't want to say it, but he was. He was aroused at, at the thought of Brent Pry. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Oh, it, we. You don't need to say. I mean, it's very obvious. Anytime he comes up, Ryan's just like, I'm all in. He was Coach a nice Pry. guy, man. I know there's like a lot of rivalry stuff and whatever. With well, not really, because we got to beat y'all, but. Pry was really cool. I met him in a NASCAR race, and um, I just stopped him. And I was like, I gave him a list of coaches. I said, stay away from these guys. Don't ever be plucking my Virginia <laughs> coaches, okay? Like, um, I know he might have tried to get Anthony Poindexter down there, that sort of thing. So I was like, you just stay away. <laughs> and uh, and he was really nice. We had a laugh, but I, you know, I said good luck to you most of the time. So. Well, I mean, he's he's a guy you can have a beer with, and he's he's also a guy who's taken back the state. So now I well, let me just get to the segue here is Tony Elliott, who I rode in a golf cart with the other day for three hours at my golf tournament, and I'm really impressed with him. So, like, no BS guy, you know, has seen winning. Uh, he he fits the institution, I guess, if you want to call it that. Um, and I think the state's going to be in better shape because these two guys. Brendan Armstrong is a fun watch. He is a fun watch. Um, and. So what, what? How high are you on UVA coming up this year? I think they'll surprise people. Yeah, I really do because of that quarterback. I mean, that's what the, the college game's all about. You know, it's what the pro game's all about. But think about us beating Tech that year, uh, going to the you know Orange Bowl and that sort of thing. If Bright, if Bryce Perkins isn't on that team, you know, where are we? Yeah. I, I watched um, Brennan Armstrong throw for like a million yards and lose. Against UNC last year. Oh, I mean, that was, it was a like crazy a 65, game. 43, yeah. 47 game. I mean, that's not okay. You got to fix the defense. And I think they'll do that. And I think this kid's got some weapons to throw to. The O line is a work in progress. You know, we got to get those big guys back in there. Back in the day when I played, and y'all had big guys, we had big guys, we had big pro guys. Yeah, I mean, I was there. It was Kevin Jones, it was Lee Suggs, it was just smash yeah, mouth football. Smash mouth. Speaking of when you were there, you're two-time Super Bowl champion. But zero would, time. Technically. Would you would you trade one no. of them for a Commonwealth Cup? No, not at all. Not at all. Honestly, five hundred and three days. There by was, the way, there was probably, yeah. I don't keep count. <laughs> just, it's like, but honestly, like it's funny because I got a bunch of hokey buddies, um, and 
Yeah, that bothered me for a couple of years. Like it, it did because you know I'd wake up and ha I'd have these dreams that uh, I couldn't get my pads on or like my uniform on, and we were going out to play y'all, and I just couldn't get my stuff on. Like you know that dream where you can't get ready. Yeah, and the game's ticking away and that sort of thing. But one day those dreams just stopped, bro. And I just stopped caring as much. Uh, it's I almost like you accept the fact that you've been losing a tech for like six years in a row. And it's a good thing because it went to like 15. It'll set you free. I, I mean, I, I'm a Knicks fan, so I understand that feeling. I'm a Knicks fan too. Oh, you just had to let go at some point. Oh, I, I totally let go, dude. After the playoffs last year, everybody was like, oh, Knicks tape. Knicks are back. I'm like, bro, no, we're not. No. <laughs> I'm not watching a single game to the playoffs, and so I didn't see them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hop on the playoffs and unfortunately not happen for the Knicks. Well, Chris, appreciate you coming on. Thank Encourage you. everyone to uh, stick around, check out his live draft stream. And of course, as always, make sure you check out the uh, waterboys.org, his uh, charity organization. Thank Do you. a ton of great work. Appreciate really that. appreciate it. Tell uh, Dr. Fax we said what's up. Love and, Dr. Uh, Fax, bro. Everyone will be tuning in to the uh, Green Light Live Draft Stream. Appreciate, appreciate y'all so much for having me, man. It's good to see you guys. All right. Same. Great seeing you as right. always. Let it ride. Yeah, so I guess Super Bowl championships are worth more than the Commonwealth <laughs> Cup. Unfortunately, I would I would say so, Ryan. I I think I feel like that just you know it's the answer I expected, but it wasn't the answer I was hoping for. <laughs> All right, Ryan, we are just running uh, back to back guests here. Going to do a quick read, and we uh, we got another Super Bowl champ in waiting in the wings. Of course, if you guys haven't already, download the Sleeper Fantasy app. Click on that over under game. Uh, use the promo code SGP. Get that instant deposit bonus up to one hundred dollars, dollar for dollar match. When you click over under on the uh, Sleeper Fantasy app, again, fun way to play player props. Highly recommend the three X. You can turn a uh, hundred into plus six fifty. That is a nice payout there. NBA playoffs, MLB, perfect time to get down over there. And of course, Athletic Greens, the AG1. Shout out to Cameron. He was uh, in his draft video representing the Steelers. He uh, he was rocking some AG1. I know I've been uh, bringing the travel packs in Vegas, helping me stay uh, relatively healthy here in Las Vegas because it's got 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, source superfoods, probiotics, and adapted gins, plus a free one year supply of immune supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you got to do is go to athleticgreens.com slash SGP. That is athleticgreens.com slash SGP to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Joining us here in studio, another Super Bowl champ, Will Blackman. Will, thanks for coming on the show, man. What up? I, I love the uh, relatively healthy with the brewski on the desk. You <laughs> yeah. know, it's all kind of, I know. It's <laughs> I got. I got to keep it real. It's like I have the Coors Light, and then I balance it out with the athletic. Absolutely, greens. it's the scale strategy. It's a Coors Light. That's yeah. yeah well, that's water plus plus. <laughs> Maybe I'm just gonna put it to the next level and and put in the. Uh, AG one right into the cords, like oh, shake no. it up. Don't do that. Yeah, no, no sponsor at all. Um, <laughs> by the way, you guys, I think have probably the coolest logo. Thank you. Um, it yeah. pops. No, it's legit. It's like it could be an athletic brand. It could be a military patch. It can be a podcast. Yeah, no, it's it's super clean. I'm, super I like simple. Will. <laughs> yeah, Will, Will knows how to butter us up. Coming no, in, I'm keeping it real. I did, I because I see it and I instantly recognize it. So yeah, good stuff on appreciate that. that. Well, appreciate that. No, and oh, uh, how you doing? You're you're getting excited for the draft? Yeah, I'm good. You know, I I, I like um I'm such an old man in Vegas now. I <laughs> I I come here. I get up. You know, I'll probably read not an actual newspaper. I look at the news. I'll have my coffee, work out, 
eat dinner, have a cigar, and that's it. Let me ask you then. Humidifier in the room? It's happening now oh, because right. my, because I woke up as if I like you know how your kids get like oh. your lips oh, get dry and, and raw. Dry. That is a, that is a veteran move we picked up. Literally, as soon as I dropped my bag, I'm on to room service. I'm like, send up a humidifier. Yeah, room service actually told me about it. Yeah, he said if you want one, I was like, because I woke up like Fire Marshal Bill. You know, <laughs> yeah. I was like, damn, dude, it's a key move. It's a key move. <laughs> but yeah, to- no, I'm excited to be here. For, I never attended an actual draft, so. It's cool to be here around the festivities, man, and, and uh, it's such an exciting time. I've been uh, uh, checking out your your stuff here on Twitter. I saw a uh, a nice little draft comp. We're we've been all over Malik Willis, first quarterback selected. I saw that you compared him. Oh uh, boy. to uh, <laughs> to Randall Cunningham, which I'm a massive Randall Cunningham <laughs> yes. fan. I think he is one of. Uh, in my mind, one of the greatest what ifs because like Buddy Ryan for didn't, sure didn't give a shit about defense. Like if Andy Reid had Randall Cunningham, like my God, that career that guy could have had. Uh, what's your take on Malik Willis and what what kind of similarities do you see? Yeah, I, I see him in that like Randall Cunningham, Steve McNair type of mold. Obviously, he's on the shorter side, um, but I just I just see the the I hate that word escapability. Like I, I, that <laughs> word is ridiculous to me. But just him able to move and just just be able to stand there and just launch it, right? Yeah. Those are the things that both McNair and definitely Randall was able to do, especially once he got Randy Moss. Like, he just closed uh, his eyes and launched it down that, the field. That, that, I love like, the comp because you're saying he's a passing quarterback who can escape. Thank you, yeah. And because, that, I think that's the key. Like, the, with, with the emergence of fantasy and, and all of these spreadsheet guys running around, everyone is talking about Malik Willis like he's going to be Lamar Jackson or Michael so, I'm Vick. so glad you said that because I was watching the networks today and everyone kept talking about how strong he is, him running, him running, him running. I'm like, the dude's like, he can throw. He can legit throw, yeah. and that, those are the things I saw. And if you watch him in college, like that's the other thing. The people that are saying that definitely didn't watch him play in college. Right, it's frustrating because it, like he he looks to pass first, and and he was able to run because he was playing at Liberty, right. maybe a lower exactly. level of comp. Right. He kind of just took the easy way out. But man, when you hear the way that Hugh Freeze talks about him and how he's like. He's like he's like brand new clay. Like he has so much to learn. Right. I, if I was a franchise, like it's very easy to see why this is the guy who someone's going to talk themselves into trading up for. Yeah, because you you can you can see him. You watch him throw. You watch him run, and you sell yourself on the potential. That's why when these people have these mock drafts and they say the Steelers are going to select him at twenty, and there's going to be no quarterback selected ahead of that, that to me seems a little crazy, just because. You know, as a, quarterback. A, as a GM and a coach, you're you're talking yourself into like, hey, we need a savior. We need a quarterback who can really. But is there a savior? Yeah, that's the thing. That's why this. I mean, I would not be surprised if no quarterback goes in the first. Wow. Yeah, that would be. I, I guess I would be somewhat shocked just because I think one of these GMs or coaches will talk themselves into it. To your point, or maybe somebody upstairs is going to come down to the GM <laughs> like, hey, like get somebody. You yeah. know, that's 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 the hard thing about it, but. Um, yeah, and I heard you know Russell Wilson's strength, like that, that kind of like Russell Wilson can run. Yeah, he never does unless he really needs to. Yeah. Like I can see like that too. Yeah, where it's like a last resort, or again, like the perfect scenario is running to create better, you know, passing opportunities down the field. No like doubt. that's that's kind of the sweet spot. Again, let's all just hope he's gonna. Someone's trading up. They're gonna take Malik Willis. But he better, two. But but <laughs> yes. I just hope that the team that does get him that they have somebody on that staff who can develop him like yeah. Mitchell Trubisky. 
Like <laughs> Coach Mitch, cut it out. <laughs> so Carolina, leave him alone. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I think if you're if you're Malik Willis or a Malik Willis fan, you pull a Eli. Yeah, oh. Carolina <laughs> is not is not a, a place you want to end up. Honestly, Steelers with Mike Tomlin, that that, that does feel like it would be a because that's a winning culture that they, like they get it. No matter he he, can go, he went through everything you can think of as as a head coach and. Still, no losing season. And the bar is set with like the Mason Rudolphs of the world. So he can come in and look like flowers pretty yeah, easily. Mike, Mike Tomlin's winning game with Duck Hodges. Like, this guy <laughs> is going to figure it out, whoever's back there. Dude, his best player checked out and wore a fur coat. <laughs> and they still won. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> underrated how much how he contained the Le'Veon Bell, the Antonio Brown, just like everything. He's a he's a masterful. The coach. fact that there was no kind of crazy rumblings till the very end, I think, again, yeah, shows you. Not to get off the train, but we right. love. Tomlin to win coach of the year is like 30 or 40 to one right now. And that to me, he's a fun long shot, especially if they draft a rookie, get him in there. And he's a guy who could win it. You know, there's two types of coaches that win coach of the year. It's like the guy who, you know, they won four games last year. They win 10 this year, but Tomlin, I think could do it. If they, you know, get into the playoffs with a rookie quarterback, I think you could make a good case. And probably one of those guys, it's like a lifetime achievement award that they're going to end up tossing him. So I, I think that's a fun bet. We're big Tomlin guys uh, over here. Now you you talk about winning organizations. You were drafted by the Green Bay Packers yep. in 2006 in the fourth round. Did you have uh, any sort of expectations coming into the draft? Like, hey, I want to go here, or these teams like me? Well, like, my what? process was messed up, dude. By the way, what's what's the uh, what is the what is the line for no quarterbacks going in the first? You uh, find out to me that'd be great. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll, I'll look it up while we're while we're talking. I, I like Will. He's already trying to get some bets in. I know. Yeah. So I'm because I'm crazy. I'll, I'm I'm that guy. So yeah, I, I um it was funny because my my first three years at Boston College I played corner. Yeah. In my senior year I played receiver and I played a little bit of cor- nickel as well. So go, going into the whole draft process, it's like okay, well what is he? So I go to the Senior Bowl. I go to the senior bowl as a corner. Then I go to the combine as a receiver and I'm having interviews that are split, you know? So it's kind of like you, yeah, you had no, now was this going back and forth? Was this advice on an agent? Was it you just going like, I don't know what position I want to yeah, play. I'm playing the field. I'm yeah. playing the field. Like I'm like, well, whoever drafts me the highest and I'll play that position. That's what yeah. it looks like. So I had a meeting with the Atlanta Falcons. They, like one of the scouts pulled me in the hallway. He's like, Hey, we really like you at receiver. Um, you know, if, if you're there, you'll probably be there, you know, as a free agent and we'll get you as an undrafted free agent. And I looked at him <laughs> and right then and there, I'm like, F that I'm playing corner. Yeah. <laughs> like, if you guys think I'm a free agent, I said, I'm getting drafted. I don't know what he was thinking. He thought I was a free agent receiver. Then I told everyone in the building, I was like, then I'm a corner. If that's what people are thinking. So you know, right then and there. And the funny thing before that, I spoke to green Bay in the, in the hallway for a receiver. Yeah. That's a, it was a two minute conversation. He said, draw some routes. That's all it was. I never spoke to green Bay the whole time. Ended up going to green Bay. I thought I was going to Kansas city. Cause I met, I met with Herm Edwards maybe like 20 times. I really? met, I met him at the senior bowl. I met him at the combine. He came to my pro day. Like I'm, I was with him all the time and I thought I was going to Kansas city for sure. Yeah. Herm seems like a, a fun landing spot. Well, so, what was that like coming into a locker room with a, with a guy like Brett Favre, uh, Aaron Rodgers was there already as yeah, well. Yeah. No. So I'm, I am a, I'm a, like a major like football historian. Um, I was the kid 
who sat there and watched all the NFL films, John Facenda, the Sables. Like, I was that guy. Um, I still have inside the hidden NFL nice. with the first mic up stuff. Oh, so, so, to, so to walk in and see, like, Brett Favre is right there. Charles Woodson's locker is right here. You know, Aaron Rodgers, you know, he just got there to see, um, you know, Will Henderson, Donald Driver. Like, to see all these dudes, it was, like, it was crazy, you know. Um, and it, it took me a while to realize, okay, like I'm here. I'm one of these dudes too. But cause I was a, I was a diehard Charles Woodson fan. Like, oh, that, yeah. was, like, that was my guy. Well, yeah. And, and he's, you know, obviously you were a kick returner. Yeah. I had, had a couple uh historic here. Cause you had a punt return touchdown and a fumble return touchdown in the same <laughs> game. One of the, I think it was uh, the fourth player in NFL history to have a kick and fumble return in the same game. That that must have been crazy. Well, that game saved my life because <laughs> no. So my very first training camp, my rookie year, I broke my foot, and then I came back, and then that year I broke my rib, and eventually I went on injury reserve. I came back the next year. I was supposed to start. I get Sunday night versus the Bears, and I broke my foot that Friday. Yeah. Uh. And so now I'm thinking like, okay, all these injuries. I seen guys come and go. I, I think I had 20 roommates in training camp. Like Damn. it was a revolver. I was like, don't put anybody in my room anymore. Yeah, like this, bad is, luck. this is terrible. Taunted. And so I remember Ted Thompson was like, Hey, they said you don't need surgery. And I I was like, please don't put me on injury reserve. And he was like, look, I, I, I believe in you. You know, you were, you were the guy I pounded the table before when you were available. I thought you would be gone sooner. He said, we'll see what happens. And then, so I rested for about four, four weeks, I think it was. And then I came back that game versus the Raiders. And that's when I had like those two touchdowns. And I was like, thank you. God, feel like you got a little breathing. It bought me another two years on that team. Otherwise, it was curtains. Coaches (laughs) like touchdowns. Yeah, yeah, trick. There you go. Special special teams. Yeah. What do you think about um, the NFL in general? It seems like they're trying to almost weed out the kick return. They've changed the rules when it comes to onside kicks to kicks in general. As a as a former kick return specialist. What's your take on on how they've adjusted the the rules with the kick return? Yeah. Well, what's funny is my whole life, I'm like, you know, you compare the two returns. You're like, okay, punt returns, returns. And you watch, I remember the, the video of Troy Palmolo taking somebody out on punt return at USC. And and usually, even sometimes, like, I let the ball hit the ground when I was in high school. Like, I'm not catching that ball. But when I got to the NFL, I realized that kick returns are way more dangerous. Yeah. Believe it or not. You can protect yourself. Fair catch it. You yeah. know, or you you can see what's going on. Like I knew that if it was if I had two double teams, then the personal protector is going to be free. If it was seven guys in the box, then this guy's going to have trouble. Like I knew what's going on. Kick return, a guy has like a fifty yard head start, and I have like linemen in front of me. They're just going <laughs> to run around them, and like Kasim Osga used to jump over the pile, the wedge. Oh really? Oh, he's, oh that's he's insane. Just sacrifice his body. <laughs> um, but I mean, I don't mind them adjusting the rules. I just I just don't agree like to get rid of it. So adjust the rules as much as possible. The kickoff safety. is like the most exciting thing. And also kickoff, that's a job. That's yeah. a job. You know, some yeah, guys dude. just make a straight living just doing that. Like we were not, there'd be no guys like like Tim Dwight, you know. I think of Tim Dwight because I actually played against him in that Raider game. That's yeah, why. yeah. I caught, a, I caught a lot of guys at the end of the career. <laughs> <laughs> what was it? What was it like in that locker room with Favre and with Rodgers? Rodgers... I think when you were a rookie, it was his second year. Yeah. So maybe he was probably chomping at the bit. And then obviously Favre wanted to hang on to his job. It seemed like they were playing it slow, but again, Aaron Rodgers thinks like, Hey, I should be out there playing. Was there, was there underlying tension in the locker room? 
No, whatever the tension was, it was between Brett and uh, and the front office. It was, you know, Aaron was just chilling. He was learning. Um, obviously, he was capable. And that was so funny. It was like going into our games, like we were so prepared because most starters were not better than our backup. Yeah, like it was, if you're if you're on if you're playing defense, you're going up against the backups, and the backup you're going against is Aaron Rodgers. Oh, it's, dude, it's live bullets all yeah. day long. Oh yeah, so fire comes out. It's like, oh great, we got Rodgers, you know, throwing rockets. And at the time, we also had Matt Flynn, who was who was pretty good, yeah, you know, exactly. for, for a bit. And so it was all action. But I think it was just a matter of like Brett literally just took us to the NFC Championship game. Yeah. You so know? how do you get rid? Yeah, and, and they're like, "All right, it's time to go, bro. Like we're we're done here." You know, <laughs> and he's like, "I'm still good." <laughs> yeah, and then he he got and then he went to the Vikings, the Jets. Like he's no, he, he no, he had he had to go to the Jets. Jets, right? Because they weren't gonna let him go. Yeah, to he was like, "All right, let me go out there and go to Jets and cause trouble, and I'll come back to Minnesota." <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> send out a couple texts. I didn't that say still, anything. I didn't. That say are anything. still floating around. My buddies uh, still will send me a. <laughs> What the hell is it? Oh, Brett Favre from uh, uh, way back in the God day. Bless. What about, uh, you know, obviously a guy played uh, safety a bunch in the league. Any thoughts on this safety class? It seems like uh, Kyle Hamilton, the kid from Notre Dame, right. is is the locked in number one safety. Then you got Lewis Seen. People have been talking about any, uh, any safeties below the or not on the radar that people uh, should be aware of? Um, I mean,. Uh, Obviously, in terms of skill guys, everyone's talking about receivers, and there's a, there's a few corners at the top. Obviously, Stingley and uh, Gardner yeah. as well. Um, yeah, the the kid from Georgia, I, I like him a lot. Just in terms of him coming up, I think Kyle has a lot of upside um, in terms of him being big and, and rangy. And everyone's questioning the forty. I'm like, well, it's the mind that gets you there faster, right? I remember speaking to, and I, I can't. Hopefully, uh, <laughs> yeah. Chris isn't listening to it, but <laughs> I know because he was like, save it. But this guy uh, it was a Kevin Mathis, right? Yeah. He When they drafted D'Angelo Hall, you know, D'Angelo's on record running like four twos, four ones, whatever. And he told D'Angelo, he said, I guarantee you I can get to that spot before you can. He said, because I know it's coming. And for me, I, I when I first got to the NFL, I was playing just off instinct, right? I had really good numbers, the numbers off the charts at the Combine. But I wasn't making any plays. I mean, I was diving, doing everything. <laughs> but then once I learned how to study and understood the game, and I'm like, I can just relax and something. I can just wait for the play to happen. And I, the reason that clicked for me, because I remember watching Charles Woodson, and we were playing the Cardinals. And he literally was like standing there folding his hands, you know, and everyone's like, well, how come he's not in a stance? And Kurt Warner just stood up and threw it right at Charles's chest. <laughs> and we're like... <laughs> He was uh, he was that far ahead of him. He already knew. Yeah. So my point is if 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 Hamilton Hamilton can do that where he can get to the spot before people can. Uh, and I, I think he's shown that too uh, at Notre Dame. Like he had one interception where he came from the far yeah. right of the post State. all the way. There yeah. you go. And made that play. So I, hate to, I can't I can't I can't talk about Notre Dame for so long. But. <laughs> it's, it's, it's almost it's like you. Will must be in, in the guy. in the huddle at my youth soccer uh, games <laughs> when I'm telling the girls we got to think fast so our bodies don't have to. Be. Yes, trust me, you'll know. Listen, I coach um, I coach first grade track. <laughs> nice, interesting. No do, you, do you have it? How, how do you? How what do did you, you motivate? Run, well, I was gonna say, what did you run when you ran track? I know you're. Uh, big, oh, I ran the hundred and the two hundred because 
I guess my body's built for the four, and I was so scared of the 400, I would not do it. So I tried. I made sure I won at the 100. All right. That's smart. I was a 400 hurdle. Were you? Guy. Yeah, you're a savage, dude. That There's was no way. Yeah, I was just, you. People who know respect the 400 hurdle. Because I, all you got to do is look at the end result and yeah. see everyone's look on their faces laying on the ground. <laughs> I was like, I'm good. Hurdle is uh, insane. I never even, I, I would never even attempt a, a hurdle. What's what's the name of the one where they jump over steeple the pool? Steeplechase. Yeah, steeple chase. That's a different level. That's a that's a weird. I'm like, why are you jumping in water? Yeah, it feels like old time. Like, what like, is this? I know. We have random moats here. In the I track? know exactly. Get him a, a spear and a shield and yeah, sit, it does and go to go to Valhalla. <laughs> it does have like a medieval vibe. In the fourth <laughs> Olympiad. No, that would be great if they legit had an armor. Then that would make more sense. Little yeah. bit, little bit of a fight at the end, a joust maybe. Well, that may, I think we're redesigning the NFL <laughs> combine because right now it's just, hey, you run forty yards. There's a guy with the stopwatch. Like, let's create some let's put real pads life on. battle yeah, situation. Just, just everyone, just do a Spartan race. Yeah, there you go. I'm, a, I'm a 100 down. We'll appreciate you no, all good. Uh, coming on the Thank show, you so man. Much, man. I this really was so that. fun. Make sure you give him a follow on Twitter at Will Blackman. And uh, what else? What else you got coming up? People can check out. You know what? Just uh, everything's on there. I I have fun. I talk a little bit of trash. I pop a couple jokes. I talk a little wine, a lot of wine actually. Oh yeah, and, and well, uh, the wife says I have to come away with a, a proper wine tip. Yes, me. exactly. A proper wine talk, tip. Talk to us about your wine company as so, well. So yeah, the company's called the Wine MVP. You can follow at the Wine MVP. It's a luxury concierge. I do events, trips, tastings. Like if you want to go to Napa, for example, just call me. I set up oh. the entire trip for you. Um, Hopefully yeah. my wife isn't listening to this part. <laughs> no, no, it's good. It's I'm good. No, no, also, uh, it'll be a good surprise for her. <laughs> um, a, a wine tip. Okay, the legs of the wine mm. do not determine the quality of the wine. Boom. Ooh. Okay. So when people are like, "Oh, this wine has pretty legs," like that's just residual sugar and alcohol. That's not necessarily now. What what's what's one thing I could say after tasting a glass of wine to sound incredibly smart to someone? I, I take a little sip, I take a swig. Okay, here you go. So if you take a sip of wine, right, and your glands start to water like pretty good, and you say, "Man, this wine has some great acidity." Mm. I like it. All it's right, that you, you, you'll that mess somebody up. <laughs> like, what do you mean, great acidity? This wine has great acidity. Okay. So that's usually in a lighter style wine, like like Pinot Noir or Chardonnays or Sauvignon Blanc. But if you have a big bold red wine like Cabernet, then like if it gets grippy, those are the tannins. So the dry mouthfeel, that's the tannins. Mm. So see, I don't even know what tannins it's are. It's like it's like twigs and stuff. So right? think of like the skin of a grape, right? Okay. How it's bitter. Yeah. Or like the seed. Like that's the, that's that part creates the tannins. Okay. So what happens is when they crush the red grape, they ferment it with the skins to extract all the color and all the structure. So that's what makes the dry feeling in your mouth. And, there we and, go. And delicious acidity, right? Yeah. Or no, very good acidity. Greatest delicious acidity. <laughs> this is acidity is delicious. I apologize for my I've classless already, friend. No I've already way. forgotten Dude, what I was supposed to say. All but, right. But I like this. I'm, I, w w say the company one more time. Yeah, the wine MVP. Boom. You can get, what do you, okay. No, we're doing what, this. What's the cheesesteak plot? I'm not going to say it. <laughs> uh, Pat's or Gino's? What, no, which one? Oh, Pat's. Okay. 100%. I didn't want to say Gino's and get yelled at. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, Pat. So you're, it's, uh, and maybe I should come up with that, the uh, cheesesteak MVP and, and have a VIP uh, cheesesteak Just experience. know if you go to Pat's, you're going to leave smelling like Pat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's, what that's, I that's part of the experience. It is. I We played the Eagles one year and I remember I woke up 
And I was like, did I go to the club? <laughs> no, seriously. I, I didn't know why my room smelled crazy. <laughs> no, no, I'm just in Philly. <laughs> just <laughs> Shots fired. Uh, well, you can't beat that. Well, it's it was a new- great, though. It was great. And I did, and I uh, no cheese whiz. I got real cheese. Oh, wow. Cla- okay. Well, come on. He's a classy gentleman. Yeah, you got you to go. But provolone's fine on something like that. <laughs> All right, Will. Thanks again. Thank you again. Yeah, Follow no doubt. Follow him on uh, Twitter at Will Blackman. Check out the wine MVP. And uh, yeah, man, best of luck. Great acidity. The great great acidity. acidity. That's what it is. Not <laughs> delicious acidity. Great acidity. Great acidity. Uh, great times with Will Blackman. Great times with Chris Long. Kramer, uh, I feel like we got to do one more pass on the props. Yeah. Read off a list. And uh, shout out IP Vanish, man. If you're looking to make your IP disappear, you got to use IP Vanish again. I've been traveling a bunch, using some you know like coffee shop Wi-Fi. You need that internet connection, locked down, safe, secure, so no hackers can get into it. Your browsing history, you want that safe, you want that secure. You don't know what people, whatever you're doing between you and the internet, that should stay between you and the internet. Again, uh, IP Vanish is the VPN we use for God's eye. Great for hiding your location. And if you use our link, you can get 70% off their yearly plan. That's right. 70% off and 30 day money back guarantee. Unlimited devices won't slow you down when you're using it. IPVanish.com slash SGP. IPVanish.com slash SGP. And as always, check out PropSwap.com. Download that PropSwap app. Use that promo code SGP up to a $500 deposit bonus. Getting down, buy and sell in futures. So much fun. Uh, NBA time, of course, is a perfect time to, to shop the futures market as well as NHL playoffs, MLB, even the draft. They really have it all. Propswap.com, promo code SGP. All right, Kramer. Oh, and, and shout out to Holland Oats, a great YouTube name, uh, first off. And he's suggesting take a bite of your cheesesteak and proclaim that it has delicious acidity. <laughs> Yeah, I think you might get your ass kicked if Pat hears that. <laughs> you got to let the uh, cheesesteak open up first. You can't. Yeah. You, you can't you know, just the, pop the it. The cheesesteak unfolds on your palate vertically. That was the other. It grips uh, nicely. Wine, wine tasting. Uh, hey, the, Pat, your cheesesteak grips nicely. <laughs> All right, so I think we just rattle off what I got on the manual sheet. Obviously, we gave out thirty-two props on the podcast. Uh, that was a lot of fun with Dalton. Start calling it analog, Sean, not manual. Analog. Yeah. You're right. It's not digital. It's analog. <laughs> That's what I want to say when I see people smoking uh, regular cigarettes. I want to call them analog cigarettes because everyone's vaping these days. Sean, do you remember when we invented the vape back when we yeah. uh, we 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 were trying to develop a wireless? We did not. Hookah. We did not write it down, but we did invent the vape. We will not get credit. Uh, All right, uh, let's, let's. You should do it by category. How about that? So, okay. do you have? Uh, you want to do first pick by yes. team stuff? Okay. Yeah. We we we. I got, have a shitload. Now there was a there's a rule here in Vegas where it shuts down yesterday at five o'clock. We became aware of the rule. We immediately <laughs> ran over to the wind, got all our stuff in uh, before they locked it up at five o'clock Pacific here. But very fortunate how we got the heads up on that. So it's like a, a city closing down after a team wins a championship. Like you're putting boards up on the windows yeah. 24 hours early. I, I've talked to everyone out here about it. I still don't understand why they do it. But a lot uh, of ins, so lot of outs. So are, you want to start? Yeah, this one's a fun long shot. Kind of off the news that uh, the Raiders may be cha- uh, trading Darren Waller. Of course, Derek Carr says no, but Raiders' first pick to be a tight end, 40 to 1. That feels like a very fun long shot because 
they have no pick in the first round. Once you get in the second round and third round, there's a I'm, little, there's a little uh, smoke coming that they might be looking to come up. Yeah. Um, and you know, continue to reinforce uh, that crazy division there. But I, I I'm with you. I, I think uh, if you're talking about a long shot, like even if if Waller stays, uh, it, it, they're picking in the range. And I right, was, right now their first pick is round three eighty six. So it could be anyone, and and maybe there's a tight end who's really good special teams, like you know, drafting a, a tight end at, at in the third round when you have Darren Waller is not a crazy thing at all. Forty to one, I, I love rolling the dice there. I do too. I'm in on that with you, Sean. Yes, you're in on that with uh, me. What else do we got, Kramer? I mean, another one we're in on together. Uh, this was amused by the great uh, Dalton. Yeah, giving Shout out, out the uh, Rams. <laughs> first pick will be a kicker or a punter. I think long snappers included in this as well. When we first started betting it, it was at 33 to one. The last bet we made on it, I think, was 20 to one. Uh, again, it's more of a, where, where are they picking? Do we have any heat that suggests they might come up? They really don't have much draft activity no. at all. Their first pick is a compensatory pick one Oh four at the end of the third round, which as uh, folks who are deep into it, the draft Knicks will tell you the punt God yeah. is projected to be a early, uh, a fourth rounder, potentially maybe late third rounder. So as the, as Dalton pointed out, if you're if you're a team that just won the Super Bowl, maybe this is the place to get better. You lost your punter; he he left in free agency, so maybe and and at you know what I think it was first given out at sixty six to one, but even at twenty to one, it's a fun a fun little proposition here. Uh, I also have Chargers first pick to be a receiver at plus six fifty. Of course, that's what the great Justin Decker wants. A lot of the mocks don't have that happening. It's six fifty to one for a reason. It's fair, but it. The the receiver market is so rich, and if just one of those guys that they have high on their board slips down to seventeen, I would not be shocked at all if they take a receiver. Keenan Allen, of course, kind of getting up there, um, and and you want to give Justin Herbert. I mean, it's an obvious take, but you want to give him as many weapons as possible. Receiver at plus six fifty, considering how deep the receiver draft is. Can I, can I and the over under for receivers is like six and a half in the first round the case against it would be they, they, had, they took Palmer last year, Guyton the year before yeah. they have Mike Williams and but you and can Kane never Allen. have too many. Receivers. I, I agreed. I, I, but I, I, that would be my concern with that pick. All right. I don't have a chargers pick. No, uh, I do have, I mean, quick, we can talk about our Evan Neal one. That one's fun. Oh, I, all right. We can do uh, Evan Neal will be the fourth pick 25 to one. Yep. This is based on the heat that Everyone knows the Giants have Neil number one on their board, and someone's going to come up, or the Jets offload the uh, out of shape Mackay Becton, and they're looking <laughs> for another tackle here. Yep. Either way, I think at a price of twenty-five to one, it feels a, a tad ridiculous. So we got down on that uh, last night uh, before the five o'clock deadline. Yeah, and and this is a little correlated because I do think Aquano is going to go before him, so Aquano could go number one. I wouldn't be shocked if Aquanu went number three uh, to the Texans. Even I know they're I know they're leaning cornerback, but if he's there, maybe they maybe he gets picked. I still think Aquanu uh, to be the first pick overall is pretty fun, and you can get that right now over at WinBet.com at eight to one. To Not me, bad. that's that's a fun long shot, right? Like it's to me, it's much closer to a coin toss than uh, than the eight to one suggests. I agree. I mean, again, why not? Why not give Trevor Lawrence a piece that can? I mean, you got one tackle. Why not have two? Maybe Trevor Lawrence can be good uh, with a little bit more time to work out his footwork, his slow release, all the other stuff. So, uh, what else? I mean, we should throw out the Malik Willis 
second pick. We're leaning into that one. We have it in the futures draft. We have it in Las Vegas pre-deadline. We got down because we saw fifty to one for Malik Willis to be the yeah, second insane. pick. Insane, insane. Now, uh, will the Steelers trade up? Will someone else trade up to two? I've heard some uh, late heat that it might be a team not named the Steelers really? trading up. What do you, What are you hearing? Uh, Seattle for Malik Willis. To I Seattle. don't. I don't know how Seattle would have enough draft. Equity, unless they're well, they're, they got they got a bunch for that Russell Wilson trade, so they might actually have future future equity being thrown out. But that that's something to look out for. They are at nine, so they they probably would need a bit to to trade up. Um, you know, still Willis to be the first quarterback is still bettable uh, anywhere from minus one seventy five to minus two hundred. I don't buy the buy the bullshit that he's not going to be the first quarterback. Um, we both grabbed uh, Tibbs. No longer really can you bet this. It was three to one. I think he's now down to about even money to be the second pick as well. Uh, coming back to the team stuff, Sean, because I think uh, you know giving out some stuff that is still very bettable. San Francisco to take a wide receiver first at six to one, um, or three to one, or or anything. Now walk us through your San Francisco. To they take trade receiver. Debo. They I, trade Debo. I, I, think I mean, you, much like the Vikings. They traded Stefan Diggs and they're like, Hey, we gotta, we gotta get a receiver to replace them. I, I think if, if you look at the, who will be traded during draft day odds, I think there's still some belief that Debo could get moved. And if Debo gets moved, I, I, I really like this bet as I think it's the fourth position in terms of like odds favorites. So uh, a little bit of a stab there. Another one that uh, is still very bettable is Minnesota to take a cornerback at minus uh, 125, 135. Every mock yeah. seems to have them taking a cornerback. If you can, if you have markets that let you bet specifically uh, the Washington kid McDuffie to them, I like that. Yeah, or even Elam as like a super long shot if someone takes Mc, uh, McDuffie higher, which would be a long shot. But Elam to the Vikings, I feel like you could probably get like a forty to fifty to one on something crazy like that, which again would not shock me, and and certainly feel like they're going to go uh, cornerback. All the way, Ryan. You had mentioned uh, one bet that was kind of fun. We haven't talked about it at all. Is who is who would be traded first mm. on draft day? That is a that is a pretty fun one. I'm gonna I'm gonna search out in the wild and see if I can find some odds on it. But where do what do you think is the first domino as far as these NFL trades? Baker's in the mix there. Jimmy G, uh, DK Metcalf. Do you think any of these guys get traded on draft day? It seems like the quarterback. I mean, if you're draft, don't you want to? The question is, will the team try to get the quarterback and wait till he fail? Wait till they fail and then get the get Baker. Try to trade for. Ba it just seems like if you're trading Baker, why wouldn't you want stuff now? Yeah, right. If you're trading Jimmy G, why wouldn't you want stuff now? Now, probably less urgency with Jimmy G, but I, I would be. I would probably put Baker one. Well, because here's the thing in my mind: DK Metcalf two, Debo Samuel three, Jimmy G four. Because my in my mind, I would make the trade for the quarterback prior, or, or because then now you got if, to if you if the first round of the draft goes, and you're the Panthers, and now teams know you don't have a quarter quarter uh, quarterback, just went up. you have Sam Darnold, but you don't have a quarterback, so now like you lose any sort of leverage, right? Like if you get the trade done before. Then you're then you come into the draft knowing, hey, we already have some sort of backup plan. I mean, Baker to the Panthers makes so much sense. But if I was them, I I think best case scenario for them is Jimmy G. Like 
You you bring in Jimmy G uh, to that offense with Christian McCaffrey. Uh, it's certainly less variance. I think. I feel like Jimmy G is what like we know exactly what Jimmy G is. Period. But wouldn't he be great? Assuming uh, Christian McCaffrey stays healthy, maybe they replace the turf there. But don't don't you want a guy like Christian McCaffrey pairing up with Jimmy G, a very kind of reliable guy who just figures out ways to win. He has a bell cow back. He has someone he can throw to the backfield. Like I think we're talking about the Panthers, like their rosters loaded <laughs> and, and they have true. some nice players, but I, I, I personally think that you have a Matt rule pro. I mean, look, Joe Brady went from the greatest things in sliced bread, national championship, offensive coordinator at LSU to can't do a goddamn thing in the NFL. And, and from what I can tell, you know, the, the reason that we see a lot of heat, a lot of steam around the Panthers taking an O lineman is because they need an O line. Like their issue, yeah. why McCaff why do you think McCaffrey keeps getting hurt? Why do you think the, the quarterback situation is dire? Good teams have offensive lines, bad team. Look, I root for the Giants. I get it. Like <laughs> the Panthers seem to be getting off the hook for their offensive line woes. And they really, what have they done to repair it? So they're going to have to take a tackle. They're going to have to trade for a quarterback. I kind of, if I'm Matt rule, I trade for Baker though. Yeah. The reason you trade for Baker is because you want someone to come in and give you a, at least hope of upside. I think if you trade for Jimmy G, <laughs> what is your fan base excited about? No. Yeah. And, and he's the guy that kept Trey Lance on the bench, Sean. Yeah. He's the guy that kept Trey Lance from seeing the field. Number three pick Trey Lance. It, it's going to be funny because uh yeah, I'm no Baker fan by any means, but the upside with Baker certainly is there. And I do like the idea of Baker with a chip on his shoulder. I mean, we saw in Oklahoma, when were his best games? It was when it was personal, right? Like I, I think he is motivated personally. And I think, you know, a lot of people gave the Browns crap for how high they drafted him. And I think he came in with a little chip on his shoulder, got them to the playoffs and then the shoulder injury. Not only did he lose his shoulder, with the shoulder injury, but I think he also kind of lost his chip on the, on his shoulder proverbially. Uh, I don't even know if that's a word, but I no, think he lost he, the chip when he was doing all those fucking commercials. He got a little, you know, he's Hollywood, on the hog. Right? you know, he's living at the Brown stadium. Still don't know who, uh, who's taking over his lease there. Uh, I, I mean, a single digit code too. I mean, the, <laughs> the man needs to understand security, get him some IP. Ryan, vanish. As a, yes. As a uh, former uh, tech guy, Ryan was really that's enraged disgusting. by that. Uh, uh, the uh, first player drafted position stuff is uh, looks like there's more stuff out there. Eagles to Eagles. First player drafted wide receiver is plus one ten. defensive lineman is plus two seventy five. Again, this is one of those markets uh, and cornerback is five to one. I think there's a little juice here on defensive lineman or cornerback just because I think between those three, the fact that they have two picks, the fact that they might trade up if the cornerback Gardner, or even maybe Stingley, or if Thibodeau drops, I, I'm gonna I'll make a bold prediction. Yeah, if the Eagles don't do anything crazy in trade, I think they're gonna take Jordan Davis. I think they're gonna. There's have a lot a, of talk about Jordan Davis. So you have Jordan Fletcher Davis, Cox replacement. Like. You have uh, you have the pass rusher Jermaine Johnson, even Karloftis. I, I think could be an option. I for think them. the reason, and then Thibodeau if they trade up. So at 275, I don't mind that at all. The cornerback trade up, I think I'm I'm worried the price is gonna be too steep for them to get Gardner or Stingley. They're gonna come up to six to try to get him if he's still there. Yeah, I think if if Sauce is there at number six, they're definitely trading. And I, I guarantee you they're already talking to the Panthers because the Panthers like Andre Dillard and you, 
I love how you're just trying to make this a story. Uh, I have been. No one likes Andre myself. Lillard. Oh. No one likes Andre. Lillard. They called Dillard. last year about trying to trade for him. Right? Not even Mike Leach. <laughs> and no, no one likes Dillard anymore. Uh, Dillard did have some issues with his head coach, Mike Leach. There. So it, it, he's not a Leach guy. He's not a guy uh, I'm willing to to get behind. All right, Sean. Let's. We're talking trades. Yeah. You can still find these out in the wild. Will there be a top ten trade? Yes. Plus odds. Plus one thirty. Yeah, I mean, will there be uh, over under three trades in the first round? Minus one twenty five. Still like the over on that. Three, three on is the probably over. the right number, but I I would go over on that. For See, sure. I I think again, if we have a top, this is one of those I wish I could parlay. But if you if we have a top ten trade, the dominoes are just going to get crazy. We're going to have multiple top ten trades, and I think to your back to your to your Eagles, I think part of the reason they're able to get Jordan Davis if they don't trade up. It's because I think the Ravens like Karlovkis and 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 Jermaine Johnson, <laughs> and I think they're going to get one of those guys, and I think they're going to be more willing to take that guy than they are Jordan Davis. Yeah, and and, and I think, look, uh, I hate that. Jordan Davis is like a superhero. I don't want the Eagles to draft. Well, him. and I, I was a little skeptical again. I remember just when I they was, drafted I was, Fletcher. Cowell. I was reading the weight stuff and whatever, but we just heard Chris Long come in and made a very compelling sales pitch about why Jordan Davis is just going to. Jack dudes up and move them around left and right. Hell yeah! All right, uh, we are uh, less uh, less than an hour away from the NFL draft live. If you're listening live, still chance to get in our NFL draft props contest. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com/slash/nfldraft. We will be back on air tomorrow, recapping round one. Uh, maybe you can find some action for some round two stuff we like as well. So I thought, I thought we had a day off tomorrow. No, no, no days off. We. I mean, we did a show Sunday night, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. That's seven days in a row, Sean. Hashtag no days off. We are bringing a work ethic. We're good on the whiteboard. Uh, we are a, a dream pick. Give us a follow on Twitter at Gambling Podcast. Get in that contest if you're listening live. Still a chance to do that for the Sports Gambling Podcast. I'm Sean stacking the money green, and he is Ryan. Just wanted to clean something up from before. 503 days Virginia Tech has held the Commonwealth Cup. Kramer, let it ride.